When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us. It's a special episode of On The Turnbuckle, the first time the three of us have been coronavirus distance separated, I suppose, is a way to look at it via Skype as we say g'day to Welshy. Hi, Welshy. Very g'day, Tony. Uh, yeah, I'm in full lockdown over here. Hmm, that's not good. We'll find out more about that in just a tick. Uh, Lyle, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here, mate. Yeah, still uh, trugging along, getting to, to work every day, and my wife's home with the kids. Uh, she works in the school system, so you know she's at home and they're self-isolating themselves, and I'm just going to and from work. And I believe that you're self-isolating yourself too, well, she. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a bit of a head cold going around my house, so we are in full quarantine. You can't take risks at the moment i'm pretty sure it's nothing but um yeah you, would, you just gotta do the right thing at the moment we're all in this together better to be safe than sorry uh what's been used guys it's been a, a weird week hasn't it <laughs> you could say that uh news uh, i'll tell you what i'm getting full value out of my rent Good to hear. Because I've never spent so much time inside. That's very good to hear. I'm not sure whether we needed to know that, but I'm glad we do. Lyle? (laughs) I think everybody's getting good value out of their rent at the moment. Yeah, they are too. You're right. And uh, it was also good to see that uh, I think I read that WWE Network are actually uh, effectively opened up their uh, backlog or their back catalogue of everything for free, which is an amazing yeah. uh, thing. They've obviously uh, jumped on the lead set by Pornhub and uh, making <laughs> the network available to all. And look, it's a, for me, it's just a smart business move because uh, they really need to build WrestleMania. There's not any hype around anything at the moment. There's no sport. People aren't really interested in sports news. Like um, I haven't been to the sports news since Monday. Um, so they've got to do something to build that buzz so they can get some buys for WrestleMania. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, she was interesting episode last week, boys. In the pub, it was our live uh, podcast, which we were meant to do, of course, with some wrestling happening. That didn't happen. But I tell you what, Casanova Valentine, uh, imposing type character. Passionate. Passionate. Uh but a very charismatic as well, booming voice. He's uh, a big bastard. He very is. big, very big. Uh, now a lot, of, a lot of fun. Um, it was an interesting night. You know, we basically took over the whole 
bar. It wasn't uh, too busy. Everyone else was staying home. And, yeah, we did talk about, you know, probably the last time we'd be in a pub for a while. And, yeah, it definitely looks like that way now. Yeah, it certainly does as everything starts to close down. Well, one person that's looking forward to getting into a pub is a lady who's been quarantined for the last week or so. You've only just started yours. Well, it's time to find out what uh, it's like in quarantine. As we say g'day to Shazza McKenzie, who joins us also on Skype. G'day, Shazza. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Well, we're not too bad. How's quarantine been for you? Uh, it's fantastic. I love it. It's been the best week of my life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, um, we, now we can cut the crap and you can tell us the truth. It's actually not as bad as... I was like mentally preparing myself for because I kind of forgot that I spent a lot of time alone at home regardless. It's just now I'm like alone in a room that I can't, like I can leave it, but I can't really leave it. Like I can leave it to go to the bathroom and stuff, but I have to be really careful because um, uh, I'm in like my the main house that we li- live in, like me and my husband live in like this guest house at the back of my parents' house, but I'm in the main house in like a guest room um so I can't be near my parents because they're all they're both very old um and then I can't be near my husband because he has asthma so if he gets it it'd be like catastrophic so um I just have to be very careful and I, I can I can wander outside very briefly but I'm mainly just confided to my room to make sure that he, that I don't like not that I'm I'm sick or anything but I might be carrying it without any symptoms so we just have to be safe and that's that's the whole purpose of all of this stuff. Even if we're overreacting and locking things down and everything seems erratic and stuff, if it fixes the problem, then it's worth it. Yeah, you don't want to be responsible for anyone else getting sick, that's for sure. Exactly. Um, Shazza, are you usually someone who needs to be around people a lot? Um, I don't, I don't know. Like... I'm a different person when I'm around people, um, <laughs> but I don't know what that means. I need to be around people. Like, no, I think I probably do. The more I think about it, like, I enjoy being around people. Like, I very much enjoy my quiet me time as well. Um, but yeah, I like I, I. It's strange not being around people, like, and not just being able to, like, just not going to work and like just bantering with my coworkers and stuff like that, like. Things like that are strange. Like, it's not having, like, the regular little like, bits and pieces throughout the day. And the gym. You must be missing the gym. I miss the gym so much. I miss the gym so, so much. I worked at a gym as well, so uh don't have a job, so that's great. Because um, they shut down all the gyms. Love it. Um, I was like, oh, maybe everything will be okay after these 14 days. And I can, like, just go to my work and be like, oh, hey, guys. Like, I happened to come back a bit earlier. Like anything I can do here but then all the gym shut down so uh, but like luckily um, I like made my husband go buy me some kettlebells and stuff before I got home like when I was coming home and I was like oh I'm going to be locked in this room I was like I need some workout stuff or I'm going to go insane because it's just such a routine and part of my life that like it's it's, it's my mental health like I need I need to wake up I need to work with this thing that I do and I've done for like 16 years and then the idea of not doing it scares me more than the idea of doing it and not liking it are you still uh setting your alarm nice and early to to get up to work out uh no no because I don't have any work to go to so I don't need to get up at 4am 
Um, but I have been really, I've been pretty good at like waking up at like seven thirty, eight o'clock pretty much daily and like going to bed at like nine thirty, ten, ten thirty. kind of like, I've been, I've been able to keep myself on a pretty good schedule to like, like, I'm not like gone down on this pit of like staying up all night and then sleeping all day and doing nothing like it. I've so far managed to keep my sanity to some extent. So and how important has the routine been in that? I think the routine's like very, like, I think if I didn't give myself a routine and if I wasn't like, the only thing I do every day that I have to do every day is I guess work out. But then I also like, I'm like, oh, I want to watch this wrestling show and this wrestling show. And they happen at certain times. So I'm like, well, I have to work out at this time so that I can watch this show at this time. And then like, there's like times throughout the day where I have nothing to do. And I'm like, oh, I'm bored now. But like, I sort of like schedule around like tomorrow, you know, like at 11 a.m. I'll be like, okay, well, I want to be finished my workout by 11 a.m. Uh, because I want to watch Dynamite. So I'll watch Dynamite and then like I'll do stuff with my Patreon. I'll probably have like a live stream with my Patreon after that. So that helps like that I have this kind of like other little business that is very boring at the moment, but I very much appreciate my Patreon um, where I have this little community and a little like an obligation to them to produce content despite my content being me locked in a room. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad content. Yeah, can, you, can you talk us through, you're in a very unique situation of you jumped on a plane and 14 hours later, the world had changed. Yep. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> um, like, because before I got on the plane, we all knew about coronavirus and like, it was like we were like, oh yeah, whatever. Like, But we weren't really taking it seriously. And then, while I was on the plane, Donald Trump banned like all travel to Europe and every um and all that sort of stuff and like so then and then all the states in America started putting in all their um laws and that gathering. So like by the time I got off the plane I had all these messages and everyone was like, Are you alive? Are you okay? Did you get in the country? What's happening? Blah 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 and like just everything sort of happened at once and then like throughout the like night the first night that I was there I'd be like getting promoted and be like don't worry we're still running we're still running and then like a new legislation would come out in that state and then they'd be like an hour later they'd be like okay sorry like we're not running or whatever it was like it just it was so chaotic and nobody nobody really knew what to do and like uh, I guess we're all kind of hopeful that it would um if everyone just did everything they had to do that in a couple of weeks we'd be able to get to like mania week and mania week would be able to be normal um and everything but over the the very few days that i was in america um before i realized i needed to come home it became very very clear that this was not going to be something that was resolved in uh, a span of 14 days um and that i needed to come home because I, I my fear of coming home early was that i was going to make the decision to get on the plane and come home and then in two, three weeks everything was going to go back to normal and I'd just skipped out on, you know, a bunch of bookings and opportunities and stuff that I could have had. Um, but I think it's very apparent now that I've made the correct decision to come home and be with my family and my friends and um, hopefully there'll be another chance to go back over at some point. Hopefully later this year, maybe not till next year, who knows, it's very uncertain times. Now, if you had to stay in America, Shazzy, you would have been working in three weeks because Donald Trump's going to get the whole of the country working by Easter. So, Easter, yeah. Good luck I with know. that. Uh, just a quick one. You spoke about routine, and a routine for you in the last 12, even 24 months, probably even longer, has been getting on a plane, going to work, going to another city, going to another state, 
you've been doing that on a very regular basis. To be able just to stay in a room and just do nothing for two weeks, is that something that is eating you away or are you actually enjoying the solitude? Um, I haven't minded it. So, like, I, there's a lot of, like, a lot of um, America is locked down as well, so I have a lot of people to talk to throughout the day and so I don't feel completely, like, I, I am isolated, but I feel like there's thousands of people around the world that are also isolated um, and I can, like, talk to my husband through, like, from a very far away distance if I need to. Um, like, so I don't feel like I'm, I, I feel like my situation, while it's very unique, um, I feel like there's a lot of people that are probably suffering a lot worse than I am. Um, and I think, so I think I've been able to handle it quite well. I mean, we're, we're only seven days in, like, we'll see. We'll see where we get to, like, by the time we get to 14, like, it might be a different story. I might have lost my mind, but for now, we're, we're holding up all right. And just a final question off the back of that, have the police actually knocked on your door to see whether you are self-isolating? Not yet. Not yet, which is fine. Like, I, I think that it should be, it's like, we shouldn't need the police to check on us. Um, people should just do the right thing, but unfortunately people don't. Um, and I think that, yeah, that's going to be more of a people dobbing in people for not doing the right thing. But I think I've made it very clear on all my social media that I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> Good and what's your husband like as a jailer? Has he been, um, has he been <laughs> lenient with you? Um, he's fine. He's like, he gets annoyed because I'll like, I'll be like, I want food. And then he'll be like, uh, like, because he's working from home, and I'll be, I'll be like, "Oh, I want food," and he's like, "I'm in a meeting," and I'm like, "Yeah, but I want food." <laughs> and so then it'll be like, he'll, he'll be like, "You can have food in like an hour," because I can't get my own food. Like, I can't go in the kitchen and stuff. I can't contaminate that whole area because that's like a communal area. Um, so yeah, like I just have to be like, wait for him to have food and give me food, and then like sometimes he'll just open the door and throw food at me, and that's fine. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> so, but other than that, he's it's good. Like, um, it's it's probably better that way because I think if I was left to my own devices with this much time on my hands, like, and say I was did have more freedom, but I was just at home, um, I'd probably have gone out to the shops and bought every Easter egg available and not moved. So, <laughs> it's good to have him sort of control that part of my life for now. <laughs> <laughs> um the this trip to the US uh you'd done a really good job of building a buzz and um it seemed like it was a really slow build but there was like a lot of really exciting things lined up um how did you go about creating the buzz for this trip um i think uh like Obviously, social media played a huge part in it, um, and it's very it's it's hard when you use social media as a way to build your brand because there's this blurred line between who you are as a person and who you are as a wrestler, and um, what's okay to say to a person and what's not okay to say to a person, um, and so it, it's it's tricky and. Um, but like a lot of it was social media, and um, a lot of it was also. Uh, just building good relationships with promoters and wrestlers over the years that I've been traveling to America. Like this wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to do this had I not traveled over 
three, four times a year for the past eight years um, and made those connections. Uh, it, it was like a, co- a combination of building a reputation with the people that mattered and then also building a reputation online that ensured that the crowd wanted to see these matches. And then I also I put a lot of work into organising uh, promo videos and, um, like, promo like the like my hype reel and stuff like that I put a lot of effort into this trip into the uh reinvention of the character um which was kind of this payoff of something that I'd been working on like I'd been working on this whole concept of heartbreak core since uh November last year like I think that's when I first got my like the design drawn up and everything like that um and started like uh brainstorming it with people about how I wanted to do it and what I wanted to do and there was a lot of people that really helped um bring that whole idea back a whole idea together so it was it was very devastating more than anything it was devastating to the amount of effort that I put into this idea of what I wanted Heartbreak Core to be um not really ever actually get to show it um at least not yet and but it's going to be a lot harder with all this time um between whenever the next time we do wrestle is to uh, show the like to build the anticipation for that character again after um, everyone's kind of <laughs> not forgotten, but like we're all we're all gonna get distracted with real life. There's not everyone's got a lot of stuff going on. I can't be just yelling at people on the internet and wrestling promos. <laughs> the um, sorry, the disappointment. The disappointment of uh, you were booked on 32 shows, I believe. Yeah. Um, but you didn't get to taste the uh, KFC donut burger. <laughs> right. Uh, while you were in America. is That that had to be the top of the list. <laughs> it's like I know that I could just come here and I could buy two Krispy Kreme glazed donuts and I could go buy a KFC boneless fillet thing, whatever it is. I don't know. I don't eat KFC. Um, and I could just make my own one at home. But, like, I feel like the American one would really, like, get in my veins and, like, <laughs> like really hurt my heart every bite I took. Yeah. You might have to self-isolate for two weeks after having that burger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's briefly touch on some of the matches that you did have planned that um, hopefully can be rearranged. But you were going to wrestle uh, some hardcore stuff, some, some deathmatch wrestling. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> who knows? I think everyone just wanted to kill me. It was really, it was just everyone was like, oh, we're sick of you. Like, let's die now. And I was like, oh, but why? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I had some, like, I was, like, the first one that I um, locked in was the um, Chris Dickinson match at um, ICW No Holds Barred, which is their whole company, like, um, their No Holds Barred shows. Uh, basically the ring, like the ropes are chain and like um, there's no like turnbuckles, there's platforms on the turnbuckles and it's like the whole match is like essentially, the whole show is like a death match, no rules, no bar, uh, no, no rules, no submissions, no whole barb. Um And I was really looking forward to that. Uh, not so much because of it being a death match or anything like that. It was just the idea of getting to work with Chris Dickinson, um, who is a ph- phenomenal professional wrestler and he's done phenomenal things for intergender wrestling um and he's really been at the forefront um as far as the men uh that have encouraged and um like 
helped get into gender wrestling on shows uh, in America. Uh, he, like you probably remember a few years ago, he, there was a video with him and Kimberly that went viral. Um, I don't do apology for it, uh, but like things like that. If we hadn't done, if he hadn't done things like that, and um, then we wouldn't be where we are now with gender wrestling um, as a whole in the business. AEW had you working for them in November of last year. You were in that AEW Dark uh, series up against Lever Bates and Nyla Rose. Uh, there was a lot of talk about the fact that you may have secured an AEW contract off the back of that. There was a lot of spooking, I think, from yourself that you wanted one. The disappointment of not getting it. Um, I think there's like this idea that I, I like I didn't spruce it or anything like that. I think like someone said to me or something like, oh, you begged for a contract or whatever. I, I did like the hashtag campaign. I didn't start or not, but I obviously was like, thank you guys. I appreciate this. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> but I, I by no means was like, hey guys, let's start a hashtag and like get it trending. That'd be cool. Um, it all kind of happened organically. Um, it was started by a, a few people that were um, that have been fans of mine for a long time, but the, to be able to get it to get the backing that it did um, with like AEW stars tweeting it and stuff like that as well um, was really cool, and um, it got a lot of hype and it got a lot of um, the uh, it got a lot of communication and stuff uh, about it, and there was lots of articles and stuff. And I don't think um, there's any door closed there or anything by any means. I um, I think that that's still uh, a potential in my future, um, whether it's a full-time job with them or to work with them again on, on a part-time basis. Um, I think that's still very much likely to, in some, to some extent to happen in the future, maybe, but maybe I'm just being high hopeful, but who knows. <laughs> I think everything's still positive on Nothing was left with the negative, so I think I don't think the door is shut or anything by any means. That's good to hear. What was it? What was it like when you um, when you did come out in front of the AEW crowd? Because it seems like on television to be a really hot audience. Um, so the AEW the dark match was really hard because um, so it was filmed. We we were the first match after the dynamite taping happened um and the dynamite taping before it was the last it was like the go home before uh full gear and it ended with this big giant brawl with like the bucks and gosh i don't know everyone was i just remember everyone being in it and it was just like and the crowd was like nuts for this and then it was like oh and then like i think we like it's like it was like maybe a like two three minute break like to like calm down the crowd and then okay here's like some girls that you've never seen before in your entire life (laughs) Um, so, but there was a few people like, oh my God, it's Shazam or whatever. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, it's not like it wasn't like, it was a crowd that I'd never, I don't think I'd ever wrestled in Charlotte before. Like it wasn't a town that I'd ever wrestled in, um, before when I did dark, uh, when I did, uh, all out, when I did the casino battle Royale, that was in Chicago, which is a town that I've wrestled in a lot of times. Um, and there was definitely more of a reaction to, me and my uh and getting eliminated and things like that i felt um but it's still like they still react it's just like they've just seen the young bucks and cody and yeah and stuff so 
they're like, who is this random person? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? And in that, in that battle royal, you became a meme as well. I did. I did, I did. <laughs> uh, it must... It must feel good when something comes out of a match, and I know that you've had a you, you've had a lot of great moments in your career. But little things like uh, finishing a match and then a photo of you's gone viral, and and you can have a lot of fun with it. It must be pleasing when you can do something like that. Yeah, no, I think like it's crazy now. We we make jokes now that we wrestle for gifts and we don't wrestle <laughs> to make sense anymore, which um like is not the best way to wrestle, but also it's when a photo or a gif or something from your match, like a bit of your promo or whatever it is, gets picked up and everyone around the world is talking about it or sharing it or whatever it is, unless it's horrible and they're making fun of you and they're saying that you're really, really bad, um, <laughs> which I'm sure feels horrible, um, then, like, it's it's a great feeling. Like, it's cool. and um, But it's also really hard to, like, I think from that whole thing uh, I learned a lesson of not to uh, vanity search so I refuse to vanity search now um, on Twitter because it's just like for every like 50 really nice people comments you'll get like one person telling you that you're the worst human in the history of the universe um, and that you should kill yourself essentially Um, because like they can be very brutal so I just don't don't vanity search um, at all um, and I don't recommend anyone does it Um, if, if someone wants to say something nice about you they'll usually tag you and that's usually what you want to read you usually don't want to read someone telling you um that you are ugly and fat and crap (laughs) yeah the internet can be a pretty horrible place sometimes uh that's fair to say lyle are you saying something oh yeah i was about to um when a gift does go viral or a meme is that make your job easier than email blasting every promotion you know in the in a state that you're going to be wrestling in in america per se um like i assume it kind of would but um like i still like people are always like oh like how did you get all these bookings or whatever like and i'd say like there's the set bookings that i get from um like a company that i've worked with previously and then I work with them again the next time I come over and I always try to give any any company that I've worked with previously like they get like the first like dibs on the bookings like if that date's available they'll get it if like because that's how you build these relationships and everything like that and then with everything else in between like I literally send hundreds of emails (laughs) like um, I have like a full resume um, I send like a nice professional email and for every like hundred that you send out, you might get like three or four replies. Um, but like hopefully those three or four replies like work out. And then like on top of that, then you also just from like promoting on Twitter, you'll get people that will contact you and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's all just a game of um, what I call it is throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yes, any good business development manager would say that's exactly how you do it and that's exactly how it feels sometimes, a thousand emails and you get three returns and you've got to make those ones count. Yep, exactly. Uh, PWA released a documentary around uh, women, International Women's Day um, with you and a few of the ladies from PWA talking about your experience in wrestling. How was that received? I think that was received quite positively. Um, 
amongst the wrestling community. Um, I really hoped that I could try and get it, uh, get as many eyes on it as possible. Um, like to try and use the um, reach that I have with the international base to try and bring eyes back onto PWA and what we're doing here. Um, because even though we'll probably never be able to make a living professionally wrestling in Australia in my lifetime, um, every little bit that we do to bring eyes back here and um, help build the scene means that maybe the next generation or the generation after that or whatever will get that opportunity. Um, so I was trying to, I try, yeah, I, I think it was really positively received by anyone that did watch it. Shazza, have you looked yeah, at what a, a perfect, <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, I know that um, we really enjoyed it and there were a couple of moments in that documentary where, our jaws sort of dropped just listening to some of the things that women wrestlers and women in general have to put up with. Yeah, it's a it's a scary um, world, and like I like to like it wasn't until I watched like I always sort of think I think oh wow we've like we've done really we've done a lot of work and we've we've improved it a lot, and then I was. Uh, listening to the other girls' stories, which I knew. I knew all the, the stories that the other girls spoke about, and I was like, gosh, we haven't done enough. Like, we're still – there's still so far to go. Like, we've we've come far, but we haven't come far enough, and we still have a lot of work to do, and we're still working uh, every every week, every day to get that equality um, in the locker rooms and to be treated with respect by all locker rooms and all, re- all wrestlers, managers, moments, everything across the world. <laughs> And is that global, Shazza, or is that just uh, in Australia? Oh, yeah, it's definitely global. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely a global thing. Worse in other places? Um, I'm lucky in a sense. I don't think I've experienced much um, overseas uh, that's really stood out. Um, but I've, I've, I've heard a lot of stories, so I know that it definitely is um, a very similar attitude around the world by some people like by no means is this the like it wouldn't be the majority by any means yeah. these days uh, like there are a lot of very respectful um and very good uh male wrestlers out there and promoters out there that won't stand up uh, that won't let um anything sexist or uh derogatory or anything like that uh slide in or in their locker rooms and they'll stand up for you as well um so but there, it definitely does still happen in places. What would a what would a good twelve months of what, I'll rephrase that? What would a full twelve <laughs> months look for you in the perfect world? Would it be six months in Australia, six months in the US? Would it be twelve months in the US? Would it be less, oh, it, more? It, it how, be, how does that finish being for you? Being able to live in America would be, if I could live in America um, legally, um, then I would I would would have been there yeah. eight years ago. <laughs> I would I would have been there instantly as soon as I could have because at the at the end of the day um the like we have wrestling here and it's great and I love it and I love my family here my like my wrestling family and my real family they're all right um but <laughs> um, but like and I and I love it. and if I could do this all the time with them and make money and um be successful here then that would be ideal but that's just not realistic um whereas uh, overseas, I can I can make a living uh, wrestling, uh, but I just can't live there. So it's a catch twenty two. <laughs> like I I would if I could be an independent professional wrestler, probably not these times, 
not not in this current economy, but two weeks ago, <laughs> if I could have <laughs> been a, a full-time professional wrestler um, living in America, that would have been, uh, like, independently, that would have been ideal uh, because you still have all the freedom and everything like that. Um, but the only uh, legal way to do, do that would be to uh, marry an American uh, or to get a work visa via a company <laughs> giving you a contract. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on, a hyp- on a fully hypothetical for you, Shaz, and you, you may not want to answer this, you, you, you might not mind it. If all of our great wrestlers who are overseas at the moment wrestling in America or Japan or where they might be, if they hadn't have gone there and they were still in Australia, would the Australian wrestling scene be any different now to what it is? Yeah, probably. I think we'd still it, – it takes us going out and um, bringing up, that brings eyes back on us. Like there's a lot of people that will say, see me wrestle and then like uh, Google and they'll be like, oh, well, she wrestled, uh, I don't know, Kingsley. And they're like, who's Kingsley? And then they look up Kingsley and they're like, oh, this cool girl's cool. And then they're like, what are companies do these people work for? And then they're like, oh, wow, I want to watch this company. And like that's sort of how it – builds like uh but if we were just if everyone was just stayed in australia and uh didn't venture out then we'd be only relying on people coming to us in the hope that they'd see us and spread the word uh, but the best ambassadors for us are us uh not necessarily other people coming in and trying to ambassador for us but contrary to that like will osprey coming here and and um doing what he did for us uh, is a hu- was a huge help um, and that really brought mm. a lot more eyes on us than we had previously. Uh, but I think also just us, like Australians leaving the country and going out and venturing and meeting new fans that are bringing, which brings fans back to us is um, what has drastically helped improve uh, the Australian wrestling scene and the eyes on us and also just video on demand services because for years we didn't have video on demand services. So no one could watch us wrestle. We couldn't watch ourselves wrestle. It was, it was not good. Um, and now we have really good video on demand services and really good editing and we have live streams and stuff like, so there's all these other ways that people that live on the other side of the world can see us. Um, and then hopefully like us and watch more and then we go from there. How much of a difference? Of... <laughs> <laughs> Go right. Uh, speaking of the streaming services and stuff like that, what you're still watching a lot of uh, independent wrestling TV, um, you know, through their streaming. What what are you watching that to keep up on the product, um, studying tape, or just for entertainment purposes while you're in lockdown? <laughs> um, I've always watched um, any, and I've used. Like every live stream, I would try to – well, not every live stream, but mo- most live streams that independent wrestling TV um, put on, I tried to watch um, either live or like at some point during that week because I think it's also – the main reason I do it, one, because I love wrestling and I'm a fan of wrestling, uh, but then two is because I want to make sure that what I'm doing is completely different to what everyone else is doing. Um, so it keeps me um, – it keeps me – thinking about what I'm doing and what I can do differently to make myself different. Like 
I know that there's this idea that maybe we should all just kind of be the same and I maybe I should just try and be the same as everyone else, but that seems silly. I'm just going to try and be me and hopefully being me um, and being different is what works. And so I always try that's, – that's one of the main reasons that I watch these shows. Um, one, to see what kind of style of wrestling is getting the hyped up and to, so that I know all these people that are getting – all hyped up on the internet and everything like that so i know what they do and so when i go go to america i don't like do this guy's finishing move in my, at the start of my match <laughs> if it looks like trash and then this guy's like i'm bloody heavyweight champion here and you just did my finishing move what the hell and then you just have to have to fight everyone and then it's just not good so it's just good to know what everyone does and i just also just like watching wrestling <laughs> And what should we be watching as we're all getting locked down for the next uh, week or two or month or three? Uh, what have you seen that uh, isn't getting enough attention at the moment? I think, like, especially on independent wrestling TV, I would highly recommend um, the freelance shows uh, and the Black Label Pro shows. I think they're, I, they're two companies that I've been blessed to work with uh, quite regularly um, and had dates multiple dates with both of them cancelled unfortunately um during the trip but like i i really i thoroughly enjoy both their shows um as i think yeah yeah they're very very good products that um everyone could kind of can kind of enjoy but there's, there's so many companies that there's so many like there's so much wrestling on there you could literally just watch wrestling for like 10 million hours and it would be great and it's easy and they're putting up lots of like old stuff now like lots of random things that haven't been on there before and it's just yeah there's lots of crazy stuff going on on there now it's good <laughs> do we have any uh listener questions for shazza boys uh, i've got a couple of my own still but uh <laughs> we'd, we'd, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you about tiktok oh <laughs> uh, uh obviously i'm an old man so i am not across tiktok uh explain it to us uh and what kind of benefit and what kind of reach have you gathered in a short time okay so tiktok it's been around for i think like maybe like six months to a year kind of it kind of came out like like mid last year i think um was the first time i kind of started hearing about it um and my husband works in social media so he always knows all the first social medias that come out and I think for months he was like, Shaz, this is it. Like, this TikTok is the next thing. And I was like, I don't care about your TikTok, mate. Like, he, downloaded, <laughs> he downloaded it on my phone and tried to get me to watch it. And I was like, I don't care. Like, it's dumb and I don't get it. Um, and I think you find this story with anyone that's addicted to TikTok in any sense. They they download it as a joke or, like, they're forced to download it and they just don't, they forget about it for a few weeks. And then one day you're really bored. And you just, you just start, you just start watching TikToks and they're just little 15 to 60 second uh, videos. Some of them are like little comedy sketches. Some of them are dances. Some of them are little like uh, just talking into a mirror. Like there's lots of different random things that they're, well, those are the, they're, those I've pretty much nailed the three different types of TikToks that you do. There's either you're doing a comedy sketch, you're dancing or you t- like having a rant into a mirror. That's that's pretty much it. Um, so, yeah, like, and it's just, you, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. You just get sucked into this portal of, like, you just watch it for hours. And then eventually, after a few days, you're like, yeah, I want to I wanna do a TikTok. And I was like, I kept, the first one I did, I just kept, like, 
that song was really popular and that dance was really popular on TikTok at that time. And like, I'm not a dancer. I'm not good at dancing. But then just one day, I don't know, I was at a show and then the show ended and I was like, I want to dance. I want to try and learn this TikTok. Because I just like, I don't know if I can do it. And then I did it. And then, I don't know, I just post things every now and then. It's like, it's nice now because it just like, I gives me like something to do. I spend like half an hour trying to learn a new dance and then I record a dance. I mean, a lot of people do like makeup not makeup tutorials but they'll do like crazy makeup transport transformations um and so yeah I don't know I don't know how to explain it it's just one of those things you'll just one day you'll just get it and you'll be on it and it'll just suddenly be like well this is my life now (laughs) I think Lyle might be the one that has to get on it for us Uh, my daughter has been telling me to jump in with her and I've Refused every time so far, but I think it's a slippery slope. Once I start, <laughs> that's what I'm scared of. So. I do have a TikTok account. He does have a TikTok you account. You've got to watch, mm-hmm. watch them and then, you like, once you kind of watch enough and like enough videos, the algorithm works out what videos you like so you don't get things that you don't care about, so you won't get random makeup uh, transformations and you probably won't get many dances. You'll probably get, like, the comedy stuff, like, uh, my husband doesn't get any random dances, so I'm always like, hey, what dance should I do? And he's like, I don't know. I don't see any dances. They don't come up on my Like, the algorithm knows that I don't care about dances, so it doesn't show me dances. Well, that's fair. And, yes, Tony, we do have some listener questions. Excellent. Yes. Um, Kevin Chiat wants to know what your favourite isolation workout so far is. Um, so I've been using... Uh, this I found a gosh that was bad I found this uh, lady on YouTube um, who had like a twelve week uh, workout program on YouTube and she has like gosh but she has like three or four workouts per week so um, I've just been doing like two or three of her workouts because they're essentially just like high intensity uh, circuit workouts which is not what I normally do like when I normally go to the gym I do like bit of a warm-up and then I do my weight and then I do sort of like some slow, slow, um, slow intensity, low intensity steady state cardio. Like I don't usually do a lot of high intensity intervals unless I'm at like training or like maybe I'll do some sprints at the end of um, my workout. But I, I don't do this type of workout very regularly. Um, so it's been kicking my ass, but um, in a good way. So there's, yeah, I've just been doing it. What, what was her YouTube channel? Uh, Heather Robinson, I think. Um, and it's not just for girls because it sounds like it's just for girls, but like it's like I feel like my muscles are like are getting jacked or at least not getting less jacked. Um, but if gyms are going to be closed for a really long time, I'm gonna have to. I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life. I'm gonna need something, I'm gonna need to break into my work or something. No, I'm not gonna do that, but I'm not breaking into my work. I've got one from Jack Wolf on Twitter. Why do you love and remain so passionate about wrestling? And what's it like being a great role model to people? Oh, wow. Wow, what a delightful question. Oh, um, I love wrestling because, like, we we all became wrestlers because we were fans of wrestling. So I find it really important to keep that. And to rem- remember that I'm a fan of wrestling and like to watch, I like to try to watch all like 
And whenever I'm watching like Dynamite or Raw or SmackDown or anything, I try to make sure that I'm watching as a fan um, because I just think, oh, well, like these are the like larger in life characters and there's still people that we look up to and like still people I look up to because it's like that's still where I want to be. So they're still my idols in a sense. Um, they're just also my peers. Um, so it's a bit strange, but, you know, I don't know if I've really explained it. But that's like, yeah, like, and I think it helps that like I'm I'm not always passionate about wrestling. Like there are definitely times where I'm like, I hate this. I'm just going to give up. Like I just have babies and be done with life and move on. Um, and it's like, there's a lot of self doubt, but uh, at the end of the day, I know that wrestling is the, was the one thing I want my first love that I fell in love with. And it's the, the only thing that will ever make me feel like that. So I have to keep, um, keep pushing at it and keep trying and keep going until, my body tells me to stop, which is probably what will happen. I'll probably <laughs> break uh, one day. Uh, but yeah, and then um, being being a good role model is um, oh, that's scary. Like I, I always forget that I'm a role model because I and I know I am a role model um, to a lot of people. Um, I try to be a good role model and I try to stand up for the things that are right. And I, it's 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 hard, but. I don't know. I'm trying to be a good role model, and I, I'm glad that um, this man thinks that I'm a good role model. That's very that's very polite. You do a great job. There's no doubt about it. Uh, a final one for me, Shazza, before we let you go. In about four, five, six months, whenever it is that we start to wrestle again, everyone's going to have ring rust. There's no doubt about that. What's that first show going to be like? Um, I assume that we're probably going to find a way of running into, uh, like, training before we run a show. Um, I would hope we do some sort of training before we run a show um, <laughs> because I think everyone's going to be very anxious. This It's going to be like the day that anything, any restrictions are lifted. We will all be running down to the training centre and training for, like, 10 hours. Um and not leaving, essentially, is what I imagine will happen. Um, I think the first show that happens where there's a crowd, like, that crowd is going to be so crazy, like, because it's, like, all the entertainment is gone. So, like, they're get, it's, like, yeah, we're missing our wrestling, but, like, people have lost all of their entertainment throughout, um, like, in, like, bars and clubs and concerts and everything. So. Uh, when we're finally able to entertain again, I think crowds are going to be crazy. Or they're not going to be crazy and they're going to hate us. But, you know, who knows? We're just, uh, it's going to be an adventure. <laughs> I think the crowd's going to be going to be uh, pretty pretty insane when yeah. we're finally allowed to go see some live entertainment. Uh, you mentioned your Patreon earlier. Um, how can people support you at the moment, your fans, uh, whether it's through merchandise and things like that, while, you know, you're not earning money um so yeah so my patreon uh is uh www.patreon.com forward slash shaz mckenzie uh and then that so that's like a nice little community uh i do some live streams there's some photo shoots uh i start i'm probably going to start posting my workouts there i started posting them today and i was like oh this is awkward and weird like you're watching me work out and it's not actually attractive it sounds attractive in in theory but it's not um so we're gonna do that and then um 
of uh, that. So there's Patreon, and then um, I have Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, if you're in America, that's the best place to get um, a T-shirt from me. So that's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Shaz McKenzie. If you're in Australia, the best place for T-shirts would be Wrestler Merch. Um, and then I will probably so wrestlermerch.com and then I'll probably have my um, big cartel back up in a week or two once we figure out where all these restrictions are going and if I'm allowed to leave the house and if the post office is open and all that sort of stuff when I get out of here. Well, good on you folks. Uh, get on behind Shaz McKenzie and all of our wrestlers and support them through this time and uh, support all our companies as well by jumping onto their uh, websites and having a look at their uh, back catalogues and all that sort of stuff. There's uh, so much Aussie wrestling to catch up on over the next couple of months, even though it won't be live. It can definitely be on your screen. Shazza, thank you for your time. Enjoy your final week of isolation, and then we'll all be in lockdown. You'll have to spend another two months doing it. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least you'll be able to be in the same room as your husband. That's true. Yeah. Thanks for your time, Shazza. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Shazza McKenzie joining us here on the Turnbuckle. You think you know me, everyone. You think you know me. 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 All right, guys. Time to have a chat to Mikey J, of course, who runs the Melbourne City Wrestling Promotion down here in Melbourne. And we spoke last week about how tough this uh, coronavirus situation is on wrestlers. Let's find out exactly how tough it is on the promoters as well. Mikey, how are you? I'm not doing too bad, given the circumstances, gents, and I hope you're all doing well as well. Yeah, we certainly are, mate, and thank you for joining us. Uh, first of all, mate, tell us about the uh, the surprise that was you having to cancel the show uh, a week or two ago and uh, the the, the lead up to that yeah so about two weeks before the show i was having discussions with uh some of my management team um and we were sort of going oh you know look this this seems like it's going to be a thing um what precautions should we put in place we we're pretty happy with it I, I, um yeah i was in the press conferences with health ministers and things like that and it all seemed fine so Thursday, about what, nine days out from the show, we put a post up saying, yep, it's it's still happening at the moment. By that stage, we're kind of going, it's happening for now, but is it? Um, and then things really just sort of started escalating pretty quickly. So, you know, we were having discussions and the, my mind was pretty much made up Friday night, Saturday morning that it wasn't going to happen. So... Um, just over a week out, started chatting to, you know, the internationals that we had on the show, uh, chatting to the venue, our, our suppliers, things like that, um, letting everyone know that it wasn't going to happen, let, let all the talent know soon after. And then, yeah, Saturday night, Sunday morning, we, we put the message out there uh, saying that it wasn't going to happen. And realistically, I put, I, I put it to a few roster members who have vulnerable family members and I gave them three options. The show happens with four, four to 500 people. The show happens in an empty venue or the show doesn't happen at all. And I said, look, I want you guys to tell me either comfortable, indifferent or not comfortable. Um, people weren't comfortable with the show happening with fans overall. So 
I, I, I took that as a pretty good sign that, you know, it's, it's, it's not right to put people in that, that sort of situation. Like, no one, no one would lose their spot if they couldn't do it. But uh, at that stage, it was one of those things where it would be safer to call it off completely. Um, and given the things that have unfolded in that time leading up to the show and since then, I think that we definitely made the right call. Like, I believe we were the first Australian wrestling company to pull the plug on, on a live event. Um, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy that we led the way. It's, it's not like it, it's a, it's a no brainer, but it's still heartbreaking to do because, you know, there was, there was close to five figures tied up in that show already in terms of flights, visas, accommodation, promotion, um, all that sort of stuff that was, Either, either we can postpone it for a later date or we lose it. But, uh, you know, health and safety of everyone is very important. You know, fans, wrestlers, staff, production, everyone, like, it's, we sort of figured it wasn't worth it. So that's pretty much what happened in a nutshell. You mentioned that you were the first Australian promotion to uh, cancel their show, which everyone has done since. Um what was the feedback like from fans when you first announced it? Everyone was really understanding about it. Uh, people kind of thought, yeah, we had a feeling this might happen. Um, so I think, I think people could kind of tell that the writing was on the wall to some extent. It just sort of, I mean, it was almost a game of chicken at one point, but it's like I said, it's just not worth the, uh, health and safety risk for all involved for anyone who would have been in Thornbury Theatre a week ago. Now, if the whole um, team was in favour of running uh, an empty arena uh, show, how, how close would that have come to happening? Um, it's hard to say. Like, I, I sort of felt that calling it off entirely is the best way to go just because you don't have a whole lot of people in the building doesn't mean that the people who are there, that one of them may not be infected, you know, and that's something you're not going to find out until it's too late. So I sort of undenied about it for a little bit, but yeah, again, it's just one of those things where health and safety comes first and, and uh, running an event in an empty venue, just so that there's a little bit of extra content going online probably isn't worth it either. So we currently don't know when we're going to be able to attend live events and when you're going to be putting on shows. Yep. Um, how do you deal with that sort of uncertainty? We've got, we've kind of got to take it uh, almost day, week by week, as cliche as that is. Uh, it's one of those things where we're not going to rush into it. You know, we've, We've got Thornbury tentatively scheduled at Ballroom Brawl in June, but I don't think that that's going to happen at this stage either. So until it is well and truly safe to come back, then we're not going to do it. Other people, if they want to jump the gun, they can. Um, that's that's up to them. But for me, you know, the health and safety of everyone is, is going to be key with this before we do it. Um, so, yeah, I'm not putting a time frame on it. Uh, but hey, when the time comes, we'll be we'll be ready to roll back into that. We spoke to Shazza just earlier on in regards to the wrestlers having a ring rust, having not been uh, in training or in the ring for a period of time. Is that going to come into calculations, and will you factor that into the fact that you know wrestlers might need to do four, five, six weeks of training before they actually get into the Look, ring? 
yeah, that absolutely could be a thing, you know. Um, and that's one of the other reasons why it's probably best not to just rush into it just because we can. I, I like one of the positives to this is that yeah, wrestlers may be a little bit rusty or, and all that sort of stuff. Presumably, everyone's practicing on their home gyms that they've got, so you know everyone's probably going to be in pretty good shape. But the upside to this as well is that however long everyone has off, there's a pretty good chance for all those nagging injuries to heal as well. So you know, it's it's. I think it will be worth it in the long run, and I think that the output from everyone, everyone on board, is going to be worthwhile and. And fans are going to be chomping at the bit to see not just live entertainment, but live pro wrestling again. Um, so I think that it's something that's going to be, it's going to be pretty special once it all kicks off again. And just um, yourself personally, uh, how are you keeping yourself busy? I know you're editing some stuff, putting some old stuff online. Still keeping yeah. yourself busy wrestling-wise? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, in terms of all the wrestling content, I'm I'm looking after Wrestle Rampage replay now. So that's launched a few weeks ago. So I'm basically splitting my time between editing old content for MCW Encore and editing content for replay as well. So it's 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 convenient timing because at the moment a lot of eyes are on Australian wrestling. And and as a quick side note, one of the things that's been most frustrating with this is that Australian wrestling was just kind of getting into that international uh, conscious uh, so losing a lot of that momentum to me is, is one of my bigger concerns personally but it also means that a lot of people are more familiar with a lot of the talent nowadays which then means that it's a good time to actually put a lot of this stuff online where people may have heard of someone like a Spike Steel or a Steve Frost for example now they're going to be able to watch some of their stuff and see what made them so great and what made PWA so great uh, while they were running. Um, but it's also going to be exciting for people to see, you know, the likes of Slex or Dowie James back when he was Champagne Pyro and, and seeing a lot of these guys in their infancy. And that's one of the things which I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, and I feel a, actually a deal of honour as well to be able to put all of PWA's stuff up there uh, some of it will be the first time that it's ever seen the light of day. Like I've been reaching out to people like Corey who who uh, filmed events uh, ringside and then trying to match that up with, with a hard camera which might have been there and taking all of this footage that would have meant that it might be largely incomplete, doing whole new edits and coming up with some fresh new content for people to watch, um, which will which will probably be educational for some. And a really good chance to reminisce for others. So, yeah, I'm really excited about the Suns. One thing that you guys have done a couple of times is uh, the mini documentaries. And I know you were working on one of those this week. Yeah, so we've got one for Jonah Rock, which we filmed just before he left the country. Uh, that will be dropping shortly. So we're looking at doing a little bit of a thing over over the week, leaning into Mania Weekend, just because, you know, none of those events are happening anymore doesn't mean that we can't put something on so yeah I, I have a feeling that will probably drop in the next week or two along with a whole lot of pwa's back back catalog uh wrestle rampage replay is getting a whole lot of new hits um sorry new hits new shows that are that are dropping including uh some some pretty awesome old school seven and theater shows so yeah there's gonna be there's gonna be a real huge raft of content dropping over the next few weeks and and hopefully beyond as well 
I might have done the uh, commentary on some of those old Thibbertin theatre shows. Be interested to hear that. There's a chance you might have. Hmm. Uh, have you found that there's been an increase in uptake uh, for Encore? Uh, slight. So one of the things that uh, a lot of people probably haven't considered, and, and, and I'll preface by saying that I am super thankful to everyone who has, who has gotten behind uh, Encore, our merchandise page, even the individual wrestlers' merchandise pages, um, everyone seems to be, you know, really keen to support what we're doing and what everyone is doing during this time. The the downside to that, and especially now that, you know, people are losing their jobs left, right and centre, is that a lot of people also can't afford to keep wrestling video on demand uh, products as part of their monthly bills. So, um we have seen people leave, but we've also seen people take to it as well to try and support what we're doing. Um, and yeah, it's the, the, the numbers are slightly up overall, which is which is really promising because at the moment we still we still have bills that we need to pay. We still have storage uh, facilities and things like that. So all the money that we kind of make through um, the video on demand platform then goes directly back into the company during this time. Uh, one thing I noticed online was a uh, good friend of the show, Jody, was uh, who's a big MCW fan. Yes, is has started to get into the back catalogue, and she uh, live tweeted a show on Saturday, and she said she's going to do that every Saturday. Is that um, something that you guys can sort of get behind and encourage and make it sort of a weekly event for fans to sort of choose a show from the back catalogue and absolutely and have like, like a we, tweet along we hold like we're definitely encouraging that but it's at some stage really soon as well and i've been chatting to Ree, who looks after a lot of our uh, social media strategies as well and, and community engagement and delivery um we're also going to put some of the shows up for free for people to watch and and it's pretty easy to you know do a do a premiere on on YouTube or Facebook or something like that, which then means that um, people can kind of watch along and, you know, hopefully there'll be a few of the guys who want to get involved as well and, and kind of be there watching along with the fans. So I'm going to try and make myself available for some of it to try and chuck in a few little interesting anecdotes if I can or, or, or bits and pieces that people may not necessarily have known that went into the show. So, yeah, it's um, it's... It's a pretty exciting way to keep people involved um, while things are kind of down. And, and yeah, I'm looking forward to, to more of that happening. Is it a, 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 you know, there's so much negativity around this, Mikey, and uh, the fact that, you know, we're all, people are out of work and all that sort of stuff. And, and there's just so much bad stuff happening with coronavirus. Mm-hmm. But there is an opportunity for people to take this in a real big positive and, and reset and, you know, get ready for what could be a really exciting period in two, three, four months' time down the track. Yeah, I mean, look, if, if, if we're back within four months, I'd be wrapped. I don't think we will be. But, um, yeah, like I was saying before, it's, I think once, once all the talent are feeling refreshed and recharged and back from injuries and, and feeling like they're not going to be too rusty, there's going to be a pretty solid audience, which I actually, I, I hope and... Uh, will be increased in that time, which then means that, um, yeah, overall, the product with, with where it was at prior to all of this happening is only going to then um, continue to skyrocket from there. Like, that's that's certainly the hope. And, I mean, I've got a bunch of ideas already in terms of what we can do when we come back. 
Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to making that all happen and putting on the best the best product forward. And um, what's the turnaround time? Say if the the government come out and say this date we can start running, you know, we can start running in two weeks. Um, how quick can you get a show together with promotion and uh, flights for interstate talent or you know, maybe international? How quick can you do it? The government stop you a date. Yeah, look pretty quickly overall. I think um, it. You know, we've we've already got a bunch of events that are still locked in with Thornbury over the course of the year. So at the moment, it's just a case of telling them, hey, we can we we can't make this one. Sorry about this. And then yeah, then there's always going to be an event that's that that was the following month that's kind of going to be waiting in the wings. So it's just a matter of cutting things back until the time where we can finally go. All right, this is the first one back. All right, Mikey. So really, could, it could be anywhere between a couple of weeks and um, and a month or so. Sorry, Mikey. Really appreciate your time, mate. Thank you so much for uh, filling us in on what it's like to be a promoter at this time of the no year. Worries. We look forward to catching and up with the MCW. So I, should, I, should, I should point out as well that um, you know, shout out to the uh, academy that that Jay and Rowan are, are, are dealing with as well. You know, they've they've uh, taken their a lot of their classes and training online, which is something that's pretty pretty innovative in this day and age and, and something that I think that there will be more of as time goes on. So I just wanted to quickly throw that in for those guys too. Fantastic news. Well, let's hope that our internet's all strong enough to handle all this new online <laughs> stuff. Goodness me. Uh, just stay right. off premium, Tony. No, exactly. Thanks for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Look after yourselves, boys. We'll chat soon. Mikey J from Thanks, MCW joining Cheers, us here bye. on The Turnbuckle. All right, guys, time to talk about what else is happening in the world of wrestling and uh, WWE and AEW providing their content, boys. Talk about that. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, sorry, I, you dropped out for a second. Um, so both of the, both WWE and AEW are still producing content at the moment, um, which, um, I mean, it's hard to be critical of either because they're in uncharted territory, but... I think AEW have at the moment been doing it a little bit better, but it's just good to have had some live wrestling. Yeah, I think the AEW Dynamite um, last week, just the, the different way it was shot, it was a little bit tighter around the around the ring, so it wasn't as many crowd shots. Tarping off the the seats, obviously having the wrestlers that weren't performing or have performed as the, the heel and babyface cheer squads almost and shooting uh, Fran on to the entranceway, you know, it sort of hid those glaring things. Um, I know, I think WWE then, they moved their hard cam this week um, as well. Yeah, they did the same thing. Yeah, so I think it's just little clever ways you can do, do it. Don't ignore um, the predicament they are in, um, which I thought AEW were pretty good at. Uh, starting their show last week, and then yeah, they had a killer show. Um, I did find a couple of big surprises, and you could imagine the crowd would be losing their mind with the pops that they would have got. So that was a little bit disappointing that they didn't get those crowd reactions that you know two weeks earlier they would have in a different um, in a different climate. But um, yeah, they're still putting stuff out. WWE uh, is putting out. You know, little TV shows as well, and their documentary stuff um, is always great on the network. Um, I think you said 
WWE, they're recording a lot of their stuff in the next couple of days. Uh, so, yeah, when this podcast comes out, it's going to be Thursday. Um, and Thursday is the day, the last day of their bulk recording. They're recording all their TV up to and including WrestleMania this week. So yeah. one must think that if if the lockdown laws in the US aren't relaxed, um, that might be it. They might not have any more content after WrestleMania. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually a scary thought. Like, you know, all right, NBA fans and uh, baseball fans, AFL fans, you know, they're experiencing it, we're experiencing it. But wrestling fans, you know, WWE has always been on. It's 52 weeks a year. Um, it's actually a bit of, uh, scary, um, but um, yeah, they they could go dark basically uh, after WrestleMania airs. Which yeah, it's very it's an interesting time. Probably not a bad thing for the wrestlers. Gives them a couple of weeks off, which mightn't be a bad thing for them. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You got to add the the positives in everything um, for the guys that don't get an off season. I think it's a little bit better now. Um, they're not running four or five house shows a week, um, and guys aren't wrestling 250 matches a year anymore. But yeah, having a little bit time at home with family members that you probably wouldn't have, I think that could be a a blessing. We uh, spoke there might to be a few divorces. Well, there might be two, <laughs> you exactly. Yeah, well, there. Uh, we spoke to Shazza before about supporting her boys. Uh, there's some great ways to support our Aussie wrestlers throughout this uh, tough time. Yeah, there is. And uh, Shazza mentioned um, Oz, uh, sorry, WrestlerMerch.com, uh, which is a newish company out of Sydney where they're doing what pro wrestling tees do in the US. And everyone's big lament is the shipping from pro wrestling tees is astronomical. And the fact that they've blocked me on Twitter. Um, I know that's a bugbear <laughs> for people. But uh, yep. having wrestlermerch.com uh, is a fantastic way of supporting Australian wrestlers, um, buying their merch and not paying those delivery fees. And then, of course, a lot of our wrestlers have also got um, their big cartel stores and whatnot. And then, of course, there's, as you mentioned, Tony, the a lot of the wrestling companies have their online content, which they're really screaming out for subscriptions at the moment. So a lot of them are working on some new content. So uh, we'll share that stuff as it comes to light. Yeah, a lot of people are going in their back catalogue. I know Mikey from MCW is doing that, putting some of their really old stuff. There you go, finally coming well, hopefully, out. Hopefully we've already heard about that by this yeah. part of the show. Yeah. Um, um, EPW were they're giving EPW. it away yeah yeah, they're giving it away on uh, Vimeo so which is good you just you know sign up get it for free watch you can watch it all and then hopefully uh, you sign up uh, during the, the pay subscription after that, that runs out as well which would be great yeah and PCW's got the network um, PWA are on um, Ovo play. So there's a lot of really good options to yeah. support the local companies um, to make sure that 
there is a product waiting for us when we're allowed to go back outside again. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, now, Walshie, a couple of weeks ago you uh, cancelled coronavirus. Well, that obviously they didn't listen. It's no, well, coronavirus has gone and cancelled everyone. Yeah, exactly. What are you going to cancel this week? I honestly don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think that I might have to sit this one out. I don't know. Like, I've been rocked by this coronavirus one. I think me and coronavirus are now feuding um, as a result of my cancelling of it. Can, um, can I cancel something then if you're going to handball it? Yes, please do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like to cancel all the people that aren't taking this seriously in shopping centres and huddled around each other and, you know, not keeping Bondi the, Beach. Yeah, Bondi Beach. That was ridiculous on Monday. Um, I mean, shopping centres early this morning that hadn't opened yet, you know, hundreds of people gathered together. and um, oh, That was ridiculous. Yeah, so people that, yeah, people that aren't, you know, the social distancing and self-isolation and stuff like that, if you're not taking it seriously, uh, consider yourself cancelled. Well, the thing is, people who aren't taking it seriously, the rest of us who are doing the right thing, like we just spoke extensively to Shazza, who's, who's not sick, but she's isolating. I've been isolating all week. I'm not sick, but I'm isolating. Um, the it's all for nothing if the other people aren't doing it. No, yeah, it just means that we have to do it for longer. So, yeah. That is exactly right. Now, I'm going to give you uh, the AEW review because you did the cancel then, Lyle. So, can I do the AEW uh, review? By all means, you watched mate? it? Yeah, I did watch it today. And what an excellent episode it was. It was probably one of my favourite AEW episodes ever because they've taken this coronavirus thing to the next level. And it have ensured that every one of their wrestler, every one of their wrestlers, wears a mask. Not just a little white mask that goes over the face, though. Every wrestler was in a lucha mask. How clever! AEW, well done. How could you, how could you tell which wrestler was which? Well, you couldn't. That didn't matter. <laughs> no, because it was. A, it didn't was, have still see. Cover, covering up their neck tattoo. Obviously, you still had yeah. You still had Cody's neck tattoo, but yeah, everyone else would have been uh, else, like guy incognito. What a great yeah. idea, AEW! They are taking wrestling to the absolute next level, and I applaud them. Yeah, I was fantastic. Bit, I was a little bit disappointed. I tuned into NXT, and I thought J.K. Moody from New Zealand had debuted, so I was getting excited, and I didn't realise until four or five minutes into the match. Every wrestler was wearing a surgical mask there, so I was a bit disappointed in that. Yeah, it's, 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 NXT just didn't uh, go far enough. I didn't get that. No, neither did I, Lyle. That was shocking. No, 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 no I didn't. I didn't hear you, Tony. I like Lyle. Oh, sorry. Did you? I was just. Yes. All right. Don't worry about it. Uh, let's have a look at what wrestling is coming up this weekend. Right hang, on, hang on. Hang on. I, just gave, I told you to add two. Oh things yeah, to we the did too. That's why we're going to two yes, things. Yes, and then not uh, we should. It. Elliot Sexton, you mentioned NXT. Elliot Sexton and uh, Shane well, Thorne having their debuts. What did you think, boys? Well, they're on Raw. Yeah, no, no, on Raw. Just part of WWE. That, that's what I meant. That's a, definitely a positive of um, you know people not being able to make it to Florida and those guys being being around and yeah making their. And that a good showing. Yeah, very good. 
very good. Um, I thought that, yeah, I thought they did really well. And Elliot Sexton or Brendan Vink, as his parents called him, and now so does WWE. Um, I thought he looks like a star on TV. Yeah, um, he's he's a big bastard. He looks he looks big on TV. So hopefully Vince sees that, gets excited, and you know we see more of him on uh, Raw. Yeah, so I'm not sure if I want to see Vince get excited. That might not be a sight that I'd ever be able to erase from my mind. Uh, Joey, there's a couple of gifts I can send you, Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I there's might a have meme. Seen there's a meme of uh, Vince getting excited. Uh, Joey Janella. Well, uh, Lyle, now I think you've seen this match. Had a social distancing match where neither wrestler touched each other. How did that go? <laughs> this was ingenious. It was so clear. They had they had the you know say six feet away from each other lock up. Um, they were bumping for each other. You know the drop down uh, takeover. And, uh, Different kind of, you know, the Irish whips and stuff like that. The, you know, the, the stuff wrestling does basically in every match. They they did that kind of stuff. I thought it was really good. It was cleverly done. Uh, you know, in the same vein of the the Invisible Man having a wrestling match. Um, yeah, I don't I, think it was no visible Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. But no, it was a it, close it, second. It was very very clever. So, you know. Making, making uh, some good entertainment in this uh, pretty crappy time. And I've got it on good authority that Cornette loved it. Yes, yeah, he said there wasn't enough mud in it. Um, <laughs> so I'm just waiting for Cornette to catch up on a couple of videos that came out from Australia the other day. <laughs> we'll see how we go there. Yeah. Uh... Let's have a look at what's happening around Australia in the world of wrestling this weekend. On Friday, the 27th of March, nothing is on. We then go to Saturday, the 28th of March, and uh, you could also catch nothing as well. And if you're really oh, So where's that nothing happening? Uh, that nothing is happening in every state of Australia. It's one of the most oh. exciting <laughs> things. It's actually the first time that all the wrestling brands around Australia have got together and collaborated in a show. The show is called Nothing. nothing. And you can't see it anywhere. Fantastic. And that's and it'll continue into Sunday too. It, it, it's on the vein of it's WrestleMania. It's a Friday event. Well, it's it's WrestleMania is going over two days, so all the shows in Australia, all the uh, all the promotions, have decided to get together and hold a three day nothing event. No, <laughs> it's called No Wrestling Holds Barred. All holds barred. Uh, all holds barred. There are no holds. <laughs> I'm busy this so weekend, so can you guys, uh, no spoilers for me, thanks. So I'll have to catch up. Uh, we, I think we'll need to buy a ticket, won't we? Uh, everyone should. <laughs> I'd love to see a live stream of just an empty wrestling ring. Hey, that, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Hey, uh, sad lo- music. Local wrestlers with the side hustle uh, need to reach out, and we'd love to give your business a plug so the wrestling fans know how to support you during this very difficult time, just as Sicko Smacks did. And today's episode, of course, proudly presented by One Fall Design Company, a Melbourne-based design and apparel company, a fantastic place to get your logos and merch designed. Check them out on Facebook. And if you have an idea for a podcast, contact My Podcast House or on the turnbuckle through our Facebook pages and we'll help you get to where. Tune in next week when we bring you another guest live from quarantine, this time, our quarantine person has just arrived back, not from America, but from Japan. 
Might have. Was he in DDT by any chance? Uh, he might have. I'm not giving too much away. Stay tuned to our socials. All will be revealed shortly. Welshie, Lyle, thank you so much It'll, for your uh, next work week's, tonight. Next week's episodes will be a flipping good time, I reckon. Mm. Yeah. If he, if he, if this uh, guest is quarantined, well, he is going to be quarantined for 14 days, he might be uh, starting up his rap career. Oh. Well, I've heard that he's gone all Britney Spears during the week and shaved all of his hair off. It's freaking Royce you Chambers. Believe, God, why, why don't you just give it away? Goodness me. Well, I wanted to give it away. Oh, I, Lord. It's on the run sheet. It's written who it is, and you've ignored that. Royce Chambers, because I'm trying to build up the uh, anxiety, the the, 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 the anxiety. There's enough anxiety going around at the moment. I'm trying to build up the palpitations, the, uh, the inertias. Yeah. The, that's all that sort of stuff. Nah, the Britney Spears of Australian wrestling, Royce Chambers. To join us <laughs> next week. And hopefully you can too, boys. Yeah, well, I mean, as long as our phone's working, we can. Well, as long as we yes. have internet, exactly right. Catch you then.